0: Hello film lovers, welcome back to the Feminist Film Club Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, my sister, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But we did play sisters once, so that counts. Anyway, today's guest is my friend Jamie. We met at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts this summer, and she is just full of great knowledge that you're going to want to listen to. She is an actress, she's a writer, she's a content creator, she does it all. So without further ado, I will let her introduce herself. Hi Jamie. Hi Megan so excited you're here right now we haven't seen each other in
1: way too long like a ridiculous lot a of months, months. A i know months. i missed your face i'm so happy to see you so
0: me and jamie met at the american academy of dramatic arts yes we did their summer intensive yeah five weeks summer intensive <laughs> five weeks that was a fever fun. dream
1: like did it happen
0: sometimes yeah, i question seriously. that i don't know i know i look back in <laughs> my memories like on snapchat and i'm like is oh is that right. me yeah like because also like the view from our apartments that we stayed in were gorgeous
1: insane insane like peak new york i miss that room and then we were paired together for a scene yeah scene of all scenes our final performance stunning that was iconic honestly it really was and we pulled that shit together so fast because i, I was ill covid mm-hmm. for a good portion of it that made me so upset yeah i was yeah. so sad that was just not ideal but we pulled through anyway and we still rounded out the really show good. with the spectacular finale i mm-hmm. forgot we went
0: last yes. i know
1: i know it was such a fun mm. experience i'm so proud of what we put together that was, it was such a great way to culminate our five weeks i know it really was it was nice to like see everyone's work hard work yeah what a time like i can't believe we Seriously. actually were there doing that i know but like Jamie said, she got sick like week four. Did you get yeah, sick? Yeah, it was like technically the going into the last week of classes, mm-hmm. and so I missed like a good portion of of our final week mm-hmm. and the rehearsal time we were gonna have. And I remember yeah. us literally rehearsing like the day before or <laughs> on the Zoom. day of. No, no. Remember, <laughs> I I the day before the day that I tested positive. I remember saying to you like, Hey, like I don't know, I'm just feeling a little bit iffy. Like I'm I'm fine if you're fine. Oh yeah, you like I'm
0: gonna keep my mask on.
1: Yeah, um, but I'm fine. <laughs>
0: And then I was like, uh, hey girl. Here's yeah, what's I happening. So, I was more upset for you because obviously, like, I'm from New Jersey. I can come to the city like whenever you yeah. want. You're fr- coming from Canada.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not that far. Like, maybe yeah. an hour and a half plane ride. But to finish off yeah. like that was a little bit shitty. But truthfully, yeah. I had such a good time anyway that it didn't yeah. even matter. Like, I don't even think about that portion of the five weeks. Yeah. I think about all the good stuff before. So, even though I would have preferred to end it on not a on, on a more positive note. You know, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it. happened how it was meant to happen. Exactly. Everything happens for a reason. So, and we still got to kick ass. We still got to kick yeah, ass on the final did. day. So it was all
0: good. I feel like that we weren't like fully prepared, but I feel like that worked for our scene in a way. To
1: be spontaneous. Because we had to be,
0: yes, we had to be, that's the word, spontaneous, like in our scene. We played two sisters from... Yeah where
1: were they oh that accent (laughs) like staten island
0: yeah who had their differences but then realized that they
1: weren't so different different after after all oh yeah yeah
0: and i think it was
1: it was sweet it was sweet it was i mean i don't know if sweet's the word i would use for it i think it was a little crazy (laughs) we were waving a gun around and screaming but honestly i I had such fond a fond memory of that and i think that scene will always have Mm -hmm. such a special place in my heart me too. right i wish we had more time with it but you know i'm so yeah. glad i got to do it and i think we ended up just mm-hmm. pulling something together that we were both super proud yeah. of
0: and i feel like i learned more from you in that experience than i did from like any you know, of our teachers that's really kind and i tell everyone that like I, when i was had kendra on i was like before i worked with you i like didn't have it in my head that like the characters you're playing like have had a full life Mm. before you meet them on screen mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. and then we're talking through like just that first line like the get out and you were like no your brother just came in your room he's pissing you off and i was like
1: oh my god uh that makes me so happy i, like, is I mean that's good what she does that's such a <laughs> such a compliment you know you pick up a thing or two when mm-hmm. you spent two decades in this freaking industry <laughs> yeah and finally something works out something oh works gosh. out but that is really kind. And I was just happy that, uh, you know, I got to, mm. we got to talk it out and I learned so much from it too. So you were equally that's as giving fun. of a scene partner, which I appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, I was very nervous that I
0: wasn't going to get someone who's...
1: A challenging partner, you know? Yeah. You just need a challenging partner that's going to push you exactly. to be the best performer you can be and we, we lucked out. Exactly. We love that. Let me start with that we've caught up. Uh, What show are you watching now? Ooh, good question um i actually just started okay i'm gonna plug two shows ready Mm -hmm. number one this is for my jews out there but also non-jews i feel like this is required Mm -hmm. watching more so for the non-jews hunters Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard of it it's the show with logan Mm merman and al pacino and the guy from how i met your mother is in it ted i forget his real name um, it's, mm. it's fucking kick ass. Okay, it's the first season came out right before the pandemic hit, and uh, I remember watching it and being just so flabbergasted at how incredible of a production it was. Essentially, it's about guerrilla Nazi hunters in the 1970s and this extensive network of both hunters and hunted you know 20 30 40 years post war and oh, my math is terrible whatever but uh, in the years in the years post world war 2 these people are hunting down the nazis that fled Oh, my mom would love that yeah that that fled and disappeared into the system it's so interesting so well mm-hmm. done the acting is phenomenal the production quality, like, the design, the costumes is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The writing is some of the best writing I've ever come across. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. like, nobody knows about the show. And season I two really just came out. Writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on Amazon. Highly, highly I'm recommend. I just going it on? Yeah. Okay amazon that um, list. in canada at least but i'm assuming it's the same in the states mm-hmm. so the definitely name. add that to your list logan lerman is fabulous and it's El pacino so logan lerman's not bad to look at either so that always helps yeah and that's true now i just started i'm only like two episodes into it but it's pretty good so far it's actually an italian show so it's subtitled but it's on okay. netflix and it's called something something lydia poet i can't remember what the the beginning is but essentially it's about a lawyer in the 1800s a female lawyer in the 1800s and the cases that she solves even though they're trying to take away her bar license and it's really good so far it's something really different so i'm like really Mm -hmm. interested to see how it turns out but that's that's what i'm watching so far on top of uh drive to survive f1 as usual with my boyfriend oh my gosh required viewing so that's that's a good time but that's not scripted obviously for the most part Mm -hmm. so that's about
0: it that's fun the last person i just had on my friend caroline is obsessed with f1 Mm -hmm. yeah like she's actually trying to move to the uk to work with f1 so holy
1: shit that's awesome that's my boyfriend's dream
0: job yeah i'm like suddenly blanking on every show i've watched except
1: for outer banks i was never i couldn't get into it i'm gonna be so so honest I could never get into Outer Banks, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but this season, I'm a little, um, it's turning a bit Riverdale-ish. Yeah, that's you know the mean? vibe I'm getting. What is it? Season 3 Mm-hmm.
0: Because they already got
1: renewed for a fourth season. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those that just, like, ends two seasons after it was supposed to. Yeah. Every time, I'm, like, keep watching it, and I'm like,
0: what? What? <laughs> like, why is that happening?
1: You're in high school. Yeah, you're like, literally, w- you're 16. Calm down. Like, I Maybe listen to your like parents, actually. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like,
0: your parents probably know better than yeah. going to hunt for treasure. <laughs> but last season, I was like, mm, this is getting a bit... It was always unbelievable, but I was like, oh, yeah, i obviously. obviously.
1: This season is just like, out to lunch. What is happening? Well, they need what to s- keep it interesting somehow, and when you're in that territory, yeah. it just goes into the world of unbelievable, you know? I mean, it works. They're, they're, I feel like everyone on the show is it's
0: good acting I feel like that's good overall yeah
1: doesn't Mm -hmm. help that they're
0: all pretty to look at so I know also like they're all like stranded on this desert island in season 3 and they look beautiful
1: couldn't be me mm mm-mm nope not with curly hair sorry not happening
0: (laughs) my friend was like they're literally all hairless um they have no acne all their clothes are not stained
1: yeah we ain't buying it hun sorry no we're not buying it thank (laughs) you what was the last movie you watched? What was the last movie I watched? Ooh, I'm blanking. I just, I just went to see uh, the new Ant-Man in theaters. I do. I
0: haven't seen that yet. How was it? I just love honestly,
1: Power. I heard so many people say such scathing things about it, and I thought yeah, me too. it was mid-tier. Like there are mm-hmm. Marvel movies that I hated with every fiber of my being. Cough cough. Mm. Eternals. Cough cough. Thor, yeah. Love, and Thunder, whatever bullshit Thu- that was. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, this one I thought was actually not bad. Like, there were definitely okay. moments that were, like, funny that weren't supposed to be funny that you were kind of just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I thought the CGI was really good. I thought okay. that um, the new Cassie, uh, I think she's played by Catherine. I was just going to ask about that, yeah. She's really good. Um, okay. She is really good. She definitely did what she could with, you know, it being a Marvel film with Marvel writing but it didn't lag like in my opinion like it wasn't one of those where I was anxious to get out of the theater like I remember sitting through Eternals and being like oh my god when is this over it was so bad this I was actually like enjoyed myself through to the end and I didn't feel that there was any super unnecessary scenes which is always (laughs) rare Mm -hmm. for a Marvel movie
0: like sometimes Um, I'm like why is this in the movie yeah
1: but definitely like a mid-tier filler Marvel so not terrible not you know the best uh you know it's no Spider-Man but it's 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 pretty good it was pretty good it's Paul Rudd we love Paul Rudd literally can't be mean to him and like, speaking of Spider-Man, we talked yeah. about Zendaya on the red right carpet last oh, night. Oh, stunning. Stunning. Oh my God. She was like, this like, is who's gonna be about me right. tonight. And everyone
0: was like, you know what? you're right. Like, I, yeah, I know. Me and my friend were sitting at dinner when the pictures of her in the Versace dress came out, the green mm. one, or was it yeah. I don't know who, I think it was, whatever. And we're like, literally sitting in the restaurant, we're both like, <gasps> and yeah. everyone in the restaurant was like, what's wrong with you, their heads. And we're like, don't worry, it's just Zendaya. Yeah. Don't worry, we're fine. Oh, you know what I also just heard? Yeah. Um, every episode of Euphoria this One season was a million
1: dollars. A million. Are you insane? I can't oh, even fathom, fathom that. Fathom. That's crazy. Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, Turn she on. fucking deserves
1: it. She's what won the I mean. Emmy and the Golden Globe or whatever like, now f- for it twice. Cheers. Yeah. And, um, she is definitely why that show has done as well as it has, you know, for oh, exactly. Star Power yeah. Alone. And mm-hmm. it's just the, also the, what's the word I mean for, like, the cult following it's created and the impact mm-hmm. it's had on pop culture and society. It's like its own brand. It's exactly. Like you for your hair, you for your makeup, you for your outfit. Clothes, like, yeah. Exactly. And everyone knows what you mean. Exactly. So, yeah. I think, you know what, girl? Get your money up. I, yeah, I seriously. definitely, I see I'd want why the money you too deserve too. But I do, that does make me wonder what the contracts of like the rest of the leads are getting and I know. how those negotiations mm-hmm. went because I don't know, I know. how. Well, I feel terrible. I forget her name. The girl who plays Maddie. Oh, Alexa Demi? Yes, Alexa Demi. Alexa Demi. Like she's also a pretty big star now. And I wonder mm-hmm. like how she felt about, you know, yeah. Zendaya getting the that kind of raise. But I'm sure all they that all money. collectively yeah. got
0: raises so i feel like if can jumped into this who is an actor or filmmaker you've been loving recently
1: um okay uh florence Pugh is mm. my end all yep. and be all right now yeah yep. mm-hmm. and the funny thing is is i haven't even seen like some of her core work like midsummer is not really up mm. my alley <gasps> it's yeah it's I not thought really about the at movie my for alley.
0: a week after i watched it and not no. in a good way
1: no um, yeah. that kind of stuff is just not my vibe, but I mm-hmm. mean, to me, every single thing that woman touches, she mm-hmm. is heads and tails above every other performer mm-hmm. in a way that I've, I've haven't seen Never before. Never seen. Maybe yeah. that's an exaggeration for some people, but to no, me, I agree. like, I remember seeing her, okay, in Little Women, the, the cast was very strong. But I definitely mm-hmm. did see her stand out in moments, without a doubt. There's just an effortlessness to whatever she does. And then she was nominated for an Oscar for that. Insane. Her first major role. Yeah. Insane. Ah. For me, when I really saw it was when she was in that stupid Marvel series um, with Hayley Seinfeld. S- Steinfeld. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And it's, yeah. it's just so apparent that Florence Pugh mm-hmm. is just one of those people that's born to do this. And Mm -hmm. listen, I'm definitely sure she worked very, very hard to where she is now Mm -hmm. and did the training also. But she Mm -hmm. just has something about her that is a star. She has it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched her latest film, The Wonder, on Netflix. Did you watch it?
0: it? They filmed it in in Ireland, right? Yes.
1: Okay, I will warn you, it is a very slow film with like, okay, it's really not about much. Like it's not, don't expect Mm -hmm. like high level plot stuff. Mm-hmm. But she was still phenomenal as an actress, okay. so worth yeah. watching for her performance alone. The rest of the plot it was it was very slow and like nothing exciting. Okay. Um, but she is mm-hmm. just extraordinary, so she's number one on my list right now, and I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future.
0: That's the same way I feel about Paul Mescal, who is mine right now.
1: <gasps> yes, I'm dying to see After Sun. I haven't seen it yet. After Sun was very hyped up for me in the way that I thought,
0: like you said about the Wonder, how they're doing mm. no really crazy plot. Points or lines, it kind of just flows, but it was just better than what people had like kind of hyped it up to me. Like it was really just that good, and he really, I called it after I saw that movie. I said he's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Some people I was talking to were like, really? And not because he's not a good actor, it just like wasn't a big, well-known film Mm -hmm. that everyone was like, oh my god. But I was like, no, I know. Like he is going to be nominated, and he has.
1: you were right. You know, I I felt that way also about Colin Farrell and Banshees of Sharon. The movie was also a whole bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's not fair to say. It was one of the most interesting scripts and films I've ever come across yeah, because they managed well to do so much with so little. And it really was a movie mm-hmm. with no plot. But yet, by the end mm-hmm. of it, you actually felt like your heart had been ripped out. And I think 95% of it was Colin Farrell's performance. I've so never, good, like, like, been so affected by a man's eyes and the way that he moves them. I was just going to say that. Just, just like, little, little like, eyes, like, oh my god. I, it, like, haunts me in my dreams because I want to hug yeah. him so bad. I'm I like, know. you're okay, I promise. Like, I you're can't. not a boring I'm man. Literally... <laughs> you're
0: so, I want to be friends with you.
1: <laughs> but he gets an honorable mention because he was just phenomenal. Yes. I mean, the Oscars will be very... Oh my god! I can't wait to watch. Yeah, they're gonna be very. I don't. I don't know. Just I just like keep racking it in, in my brain. It. I'm like, who's? who's well, make- I mean, everything everywhere all at once, which I actually mm. haven't seen, which I need to watch before the Oscars. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're obviously gonna sweep because that's what the yes other award shows have my looked favorite. like, and those are always mm. indicators. So, but who knows? Yes. Maybe there'll be a big upset. Mm-hmm. We'll see.
0: The only person I was not. I was like, mm, about was Anna de Armas' nomination.
1: Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of hers. And me again, either. no shade. But like, I think she's good in whatever she does. But do I think she's fantastic? I think mm. there are better actresses out there. too. If yeah, I'm being totally honest.
0: If it was not a biopic about Marilyn Monroe, she was good. Yeah, but Marilyn Monroe doesn't have an accent. Did she not get rid of mm. her accent? No.
1: (gasps) What? I haven't seen it because I just heard crazy things
0: about it. It was very faint, but it was there. Okay, that to me
1: is like lazy, both filmmaking and Mm -hmm. acting, because Mm -hmm. either eradicate the the accent and have it match, the the historical figure you're playing or don't yeah. ask the the person. That's so mm-hmm. strange to me. Yeah.
0: One thing that I did think was cool, which I saw also on TikTok, I should start saying I found this on the internet <laughs> <laughs> instead of TikTok. <laughs> but um the director had the crew in uh, period clothing and he just kept the cameras rolling at all times so that if like they came in to touch up her makeup, he could like use that shot and it wouldn't be like weird.
1: That is interesting because
0: she was so always on like a movie set or whatever, so it looked more natural wow that is interesting
1: that would i would be really interested to see the dynamics of a set like that because everybody's Mm -hmm. then have their has their senses heightened about if they're going to be on camera or not like i would be interested Mm -hmm. to see how that worked okay so now that we've done the fun stuff let's let's get deep sure well how did you get your start
0: in acting because i know you've been doing this since you were a baby right
1: yeah since i was six so the short story, which is probably not even going to be short, is that when I was six, I uh, started at a new school and um, I was always a really shy kid. I was always like I would hide behind my mom's legs at the Hanukkah concert like that we would mm. put on at our school, at our preschool. Mm. school. And so when first grade rolled around, I don't know what happened, but they were starting to offer these after school programs that were just like extracurriculars where they had an outside company Mm -hmm. come in and put on a play with students I just came home one day and told my parents I I want to be in the play and they were like do you know (laughs) what this is you'd have to get on stage (laughs) yeah and I was like yeah I do and I went and I I joined and I got cast as Mm -hmm. the apple tree in the wizard of oz and that was my yes. first role. And I just You're really the came... best apple tree ever. Oh, my God. I had so much fun. I remember I was making people laugh on stage. I was this, like, snarky little <laughs> precocious six-year-old yeah. with this big, crazy, curly hair. And I just came out of my shell in a way that everybody was like, whoa, like, who is this mm-hmm. version yeah. of Jamie? And... I started doing more and more plays and the roles got bigger and bigger. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a few plays later, people were telling my parents like, oh, have you considered putting her in commercials or, you know, taking her to Mm -hmm. see an agent? And like, my parents are so far removed from that world that they would just laugh it off, yeah, and be like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, she's, she's a child. <laughs> we're not gonna make mm-hmm. that choice on her behalf, you know." Mm-hmm. But I was apparently precocious and intelligent enough mm-hmm. to realize what they were talking about, and I asked my yeah. parents, "Hey, Put can me I? In the yeah, you want me. I want to go see an agent. I want to be an actor." Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, mm-hmm. like, I guess, sure. Like, don't get your hopes mm-hmm. up. I don't know if this is gonna be." you know, what you're looking for, if this is even feasible, Mm -hmm. but they decided to take me to an agent that was, uh, I think set up through a family friend who was in the industry who kind of helped us navigate like where to even begin. Mm -hmm. And I went to see her. I remember that was nice that you had that too. Yeah. Very helpful. You know, it's such a scary, confusing industry if you're you know, an outsider who doesn't have any yeah, you're going in blind, yeah. So that was really kind of you know our family friend to help us out, and we got introduced to the top child agent in in Toronto, and I would argue in, in Canada. I she asked me to prepare a scene from Enchanted, um, the movie okay. with uh, Amy Adams. And I went to see her, and I got a contract mm-hmm. on the spot. Oh, and, period. Yeah, and uh, hmm. my parents were all like. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> what are we going to do now? Yeah, holy shit. I literally just told her, it might not be what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, an and <laughs> then in six months, I was unionized. I At the time, how it worked was you had to get oh, wow, six, credits, uh, six mm-hmm. credits to get your union status. And um, mm-hmm. I started booking things. I was doing commercials and short films and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I just never stopped. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I was very grateful to be very busy as a kid and even mm-hmm. into my teenage years and Mm -hmm. suddenly you know this kind of novel idea that my parents were like okay we'll give it a shot but don't get your hopes up became my whole career and now it's become my whole life but yeah so that's that's how i got my start believe it or not the wizard of Oz. Grade great grade one yeah
0: i feel like i started very similar actually i did little plays so except my first role was in jerome robbins broadway Oh, that's so cute. At, uh, actually, just drove by the church that we used to like rehearse in.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: they put together all these shows, well, musical numbers from like Jerome Robbins stuff. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I had one line. It was uh, what's from West Side Story?
1: That's so cute. Like little like and six they year took old. what away from me. No, oh first yeah. first bit of rejection in the industry. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Started early like, on. You know I'm learning early. I my mom was like just go go out there and sing your little heart out like yeah. I was like, you're right mom you're right you're right I can't let that stop me
1: yeah um yeah and then I
0: never, never stopped. stopped that was stopped. Like, probably my favorite thing to do
1: yeah never Still stopped is, obviously never stopped yeah you get the performing bug and you can't get it out of you yeah unfortunately exactly. <laughs> for no better matter or for what, worse no matter what,
0: you're not getting out of it <laughs> It's like more of a disease actually, I feel like.
1: Literally. Like you gotta be a little men's male to be in this business. Yeah, Like you can't be like 100% there in the head, otherwise you'd realize (laughs) very quickly that, (laughs) what the hell are we doing? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) What advice do you give to people, more specifically women, who are starting out in the industry? Fantastic question. First and foremost, I will say if there's anything else, and this is gonna sound harsh, but I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. If there's anything else you can picture yourself doing with this level of love and passion, do that instead. And I Mm -hmm. say that not to deter people or gatekeep from the industry. I say that to save a lot of heartbreak and Mm -hmm. a lot of rejection and a lot of Mm -hmm. wasted tears. If you're not tough, this isn't for you. If you just come into this industry with stars in your eyes and an expectation that, you know, You're going to be a celebrity or a star off the first thing you book. And, you know, it's possible. It's I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. And for every, you know, overnight sensation, there's a million other people who have been working their ass off for 5, 10, 15, 20 years who will Mm -hmm. never get that recognition a day in their life. And Mm -hmm. so if you come in with managed expectations you come in with grit you come in with passion and you come in with a work Mm -hmm. ethic that okay I'm gonna fucking work my ass off no matter what it Mm -hmm. takes to get to where I want to be then Mm -hmm. great you've got the tools to begin but if you come in with this notion that it's going to be glamorous and there's people waiting Mm -hmm. for you to make you a star and make you famous and Mm -hmm. that you know you're just in it for the money and the recognition Mm -hmm. You're in for a really mm-hmm. rude awakening. And that's just the truth. Yeah, you're really You're setting Truly. yourself up to fail. And, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing I would say is, like, make sure you have a full, robust life outside of this industry. You get swallowed yes. up so quickly in the mm-hmm. hustle and the grind of being an actor. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, everyone I speak to who has you need people to bring you back down yeah and everyone I speak to who has had some sort of longevity in this industry who has built a career out of it has gone through me included a period of time in their career where they you know were nothing but an actor and I mean that in a full sense Mm -hmm. of personal identity too and I think that's Mm -hmm. where you start playing a dangerous game because I mean Mm -hmm. we were not put on this planet to simply work and that even applies to careers that you're passionate about And this Mm -hmm. is such a difficult, heart-wrenching industry that is so easy to get swallowed up whole in because you're sold Mm -hmm. this narrative a lot of like, you have to eat, sleep, breathe acting. And while there's an element Mm -hmm. that's the truth of that, you have to be committed, you have to be willing to make sacrifices, you have to be okay with the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're also a human being who's going to exist outside of your career for the entirety of your life. And you're gonna lead a really miserable existence if all you do mm-hmm. all day is make yourself a slave to the arts and it, as yeah. much as it is this wonderful thing that is desperately needed and can cultivate a really fulfilling wonderful life for you know actors mm-hmm. I just think the hard parts of it can be really really hard and you need to be prepared so yes. that's not to do, again not to deter not to gatekeep not to mm-hmm. make it sound like you know no don't it's do honest jobs but it's people honest need to hear. and it's what I would have wished I heard growing up Mm -hmm. losing my own self identity as I was trying to even figure out who the hell I was Mm -hmm. and putting all Mm -hmm. of my self-worth also on those yeses and Mm -hmm. you know that places your success in other people's hands and essentially places Mm -hmm. your sanity in other people's hands because I was equating my own personal worth with booking those projects and getting those roles Mm -hmm. and comparing Mm -hmm. myself to girls who were my peers and you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with that to a certain degree, but I've also mm-hmm. realized the importance of having a full a full personhood outside of just being yeah. Jamie the actor. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. Thanks. That was so
0: honest. That was really nice because that's like <laughs> why I'm doing this podcast because I yeah. feel like there's so many times when I've walked onto a set mm-hmm. and I'm whether I'm working behind the camera or in front of the camera and I'm
1: blindsided and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I wish someone yep. told me that if this you talk before. to anybody <laughs> on the crew side yeah. of film and TV, they will laugh at you mm-hmm. if you're like, "Oh my god, you know, what a fun job." Or, you must you mm-hmm. must love it so much. And obviously, there's there's a lot of passion and love that goes into mm-hmm. these jobs because crews, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking hold down the show. Like there is no yeah, film and TV without our crews. Mm-hmm. They are everything. Mm-hmm. But they bear the brunt of the bullshit that is the film yeah. industry the politics the mm-hmm. money the long hours the shitty work mm-hmm. conditions all of that stuff is put on the crew and you know people mm-hmm. who are like oh my god all i want to do is be i don't know a, a director or all i want to do is mm-hmm. work in hair and makeup like you're fucking up mm-hmm. at 4am you're the last one to leave you're working three to six months at a time sometimes yeah. away from your family you know you're working mm-hmm. in cold conditions and nobody gives a shit about you because you're not the talent in front of the camera <laughs> literally, <laughs> and that's, the literally. Truth. that's the truth and literally. even when you are the talent in front of the camera it's not all sunshine and roses so no, it's not. i just think from you know every angle of this industry whether you want to be behind the camera whether you want to be in front whether you want to write you know i'm a writer now too mm-hmm. and that comes with its mm-hmm. own set of challenges you just mm-hmm. need to be so fucking prepared for what you're in for, mm-hmm. and if you, mm-hmm. if you see all of the Prepare shit that the comes worst. with it, and you're still like, yeah, I can't picture myself doing anything else, then mm-hmm. welcome to the industry, baby. This is where you're meant yes, to seriously. be. But if Literally. you look at that and you're like, no, this doesn't align with my lifestyle, I don't think I can do then honestly, mm-hmm. honestly go do mm-hmm. something else that is do not it. gonna yeah. tear your heart out of your chest <laughs> <laughs>
0: really no seriously no because I remember when I walked on my first film set I tell a story a lot because I think it's so crazy because I know myself I get really nervous before I do things and I'm really glad that now it's switched from sh- me shaking to just me being nauseous which is oh huh, great it's better great you know. <laughs> but whatever so i'm like driving there on my first day and i'm like waiting for myself to get nervous i'm like why and it's like making me anxious now because i'm like why am i not nervous this is weird but then i walked on to set and i just like felt this like sense of peace and i was like oh i'm supposed to be here maybe this is where i am supposed to believe in things exactly and then getting more into like the days on the set i like live for that like set anxiety Yep. I'm like, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I'm like, obviously, like what you said, but you have to be a little crazy to do yeah, this. a little bit. But that's when I was like, I can't do anything else. Like, yeah. I know it myself. and
1: that's how you know, mm-hmm. you know? Because I've had mm-hmm. people say to me in in parts of my career where I've been through lulls, and, you know, one could argue mm-hmm. I'm going through a lull right now, and mm-hmm. the ups and downs that you have, like, in the down periods, I've I've had it said to me, like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why don't you just find something mm-hmm. that's more stable, you know, or or something that's not going to be so, that you're not going to take mm-hmm. so personally kind of thing. Yeah. And my answer yeah. to that is always because I would never be able to live with myself if I didn't see mm-hmm. how much I can fulfill my potential in an yeah. industry like this where I just, it's, it's I'm called to it in a way that I can't put into words. It doesn't feel me too human, yeah, like which, don't which sounds yeah. like so disgustingly like she she Mm -hmm. and out to lunch you know (laughs) like Like, the most LA thing you could say Mm -hmm. but truthfully it's it's a gut feeling that I think is just wired into you when you're born it's just Mm -hmm. something you're meant to do Mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful I I found that path and Mm -hmm. you know I'm reaping the rewards and I'm also feeling the depths of you know it's failures but I I don't think I could commit to another job like I could commit to this and that's what keeps Me me going a lot of the time
0: What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. What's the best piece of advice I've ever gotten? Um, Hmm. Okay, I think it would be this. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how talented you are. You are owed Mm. fucking nothing. And it's, again, really harsh. And I remember hearing Mm -hmm. it for the first time and being like, No, I'm not real. (laughs) can you say that to yeah, you me? Know, I'm, I'm a star. But the truth is, and you know, this is something I wish I had realized a lot sooner in my career. Mm-hmm. There are tens of hundreds of thousands of people out there who are equally as hardworking and talented as you. Yeah, and doing why the sh- same thing as exactly. you. Exactly, why should it be you over them? You know, so mm-hmm. much of this industry is mm-hmm. a combination of luck, hard work, and being in the right place at mm-hmm. the right time and being the right person yeah. that they're looking for. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you can't have this mentality that like, hey, I've been here for 20 years. How come this Mm -hmm. person got the role over me when they only have five years of experience? It should have fucking gone to me. And there's been many a time where I've seen who's been cast in a role that I thought I was really right for. And I've been Mm -hmm. so bitter about it that it actually affected Mm -hmm. me who I was as a person as a human yeah. and I started harboring that negativity and that bitterness towards Mm -hmm. other people because I felt I was something was taken from me and it wasn't Mm -hmm. mine to begin with and and that's what I think people in this industry have a hard time understanding (sighs) is like you connect yourself to these characters because obviously being an actor is so personal you're putting so much Mm -hmm. of yourself into these characters in order to make them come to life but Mm -hmm. so is everybody else out there so yeah. is everybody else getting on that mark and sending in that tape? And Literally. just because you felt you were entitled to playing that part, mm-hmm. you put that on 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 that role yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. else out there is in agreement with you. It was never your mm-hmm. role to begin with. You know, you're out there fighting for it, trying to prove why it is your role, but that doesn't mean that yeah. you're guaranteed that yours. to get it. And it's something yeah. I still have a hard time with, obviously, because a lot a lot of the mm-hmm. time my first reaction to things are, well, why her and not me? And, but there's been many a time where people have looked at me and said, well, why her and not me? And I just think, Mm -hmm. you know, losing that entitlement and it's all tied up in ego and something that I'm beginning to realize so much through training with my coach at the acting studio I trained with here in Toronto is how much psychology plays a role in both being an actor and in the business of acting as well. And I am no woman in STEM. I am not a science girl <laughs> <Me either. laughs> I do I don't not have, a have
0: no seriously. <laughs> I do
1: not have a deep understanding of that kind of stuff. But a lot of it makes mm-hmm. sense. Like you have to get rid of your ego when it comes mm-hmm. to both being an actor, um, you mm-hmm. know, and being a human being in this industry. Yeah. You you just cannot hold on to that because that's when diva behavior comes out. And that's also mm-hmm. when you just destroy any boundary that you could set with yourself to not be yeah. affected by the rejection that you get in this mm-hmm. industry. And so I always say to young actors or even actors who are older than me or, or mm-hmm. you know, who, who are just having a general conversation, like, what's yeah. the best advice you've ever been given? I think it's definitely that because it mm-hmm. really gives you a dose of reality that like you so cannot treat this as you know okay I paid my dues let's go let's go let's go yeah it's now it's my it time work now. Like that. no it doesn't work mm-hmm. like that and I you know there's definitely an element of like there are certain people who are ready for roles and there are certain people who are not and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always fair and it's not always just mm-hmm. and people are given yeah. roles because life's not fair no various reasons that shouldn't have played a role in them booking that part Mm -hmm. honestly you Mm -hmm. know we know what Hollywood's Mm -hmm. like and it's no different here in Canada sometimes you see a casting announcement come out and you're like oh so she had a million followers and that's making sense Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know you just this is something I'm really having to drill into myself you can't harbor resentment towards that otherwise it will Mm -hmm. eat you alive because you know Mm -hmm. it's that cliche saying of like Jealousy is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Like, it, it's just, Literally. it eats away at your own life, and the other person is never affected by it. So, if you protect Same yourself thing. from the get go and you remind yourself that you are not owed anything in this industry, mm-hmm. all you have to do is show up, do good work, and the rest For is not yourself. up to you yeah the rest is not up to you that's honestly Mm -hmm. the best way you can you can maintain longevity in this in this career Mm -hmm. path otherwise you will burn out so fucking fast you will not even know what hit you
0: when i was just doing like even like in high school because i still haven't done a lot of on camera work uh, most of my stuff is on Mm -hmm. stage one of my directors once was like just because you didn't get a part doesn't mean you're a bad actor it just means you weren't
1: right for the role. right for that part my biggest pet peeve and i say this all the time Um, And it's not their fault, but when I go for auditions and, you know, I think, okay, that went really well, or I was really happy with that tape, I'll Mm -hmm. ask my agent, can you follow up with the casting director, Mm -hmm. see what they say. And I can can say this from a place of, you know, I'm not trying to show off, but I always get good Mm -hmm. feedback, but it's Mm -hmm. always, she was great, we loved her, but she wasn't the right fit. Or she gave Mm -hmm. a great performance, but we're going a different direction. Mm -hmm. And for so long that made me want to pull my hair out because I was like, well, what does that mean? I I actually wish there was something wrong with my performance so that I could Mm -hmm. fix it and feel like I had a shot next time. But that Mm -hmm. just proves to you that your job is literally to show up on that mark, Mm -hmm. give the best fucking performance you can for that character, Mm -hmm. put in the work, and then forget about it. And if it's yours, it's yours. And if it's not, it's not. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the difference could be that it comes down to well, she looks like she has easier hair to manage, so we're going to go with Mm. her instead. Mm. Like, I've literally been sitting on a set. I was a regular on a show here in Canada for a little while. The showrunner came up to us and was like, we're casting a day player, like, watch these tapes, tell me who you think. And I remember four of us, like, watching these tapes and being like, oh, yeah, that guy, I don't know, something about him, and she was like, okay. And that's how that guy fucking got the role. Like, that's literally how that... That was the difference. That was the difference between him getting the role and somebody else not getting the role. And if it had been you know, different people sitting in that room that she had asked, maybe somebody else would have gone yeah. for the role, And that's why we say, yeah. like, especially now that I have experience behind the camera to a certain degree, and I, I've seen sets, be- you know, behind the scenes and pre-production and stuff, mm-hmm. it's not about who's the best actor. It's usually mm-hmm. not. It's, it's about a multitude of different things for mm-hmm. different reasons, because yeah. at the end of the day, a film set is a business. Yeah. And as much as it's about telling a specific story in the best way possible, it's also about... Mm-hmm budgets and timelines and yeah. things that are so out of your control that you can't even mm-hmm. begin to imagine so no, seriously <sighs> it's so yeah. frustrating but also I think mm-hmm. it, it can alleviate some of the pressure that people put on themselves of like put some, I didn't yeah, get this role true. because I must be a fucking terrible actor and it's like yeah. dude mm. Mm, no. you could be mm. George Clooney but they could be looking for Brad Pitt and that's just literally what it comes down literally. to you know yeah
0: exactly I feel like some of the worst auditions, personally, I thought I've been on, are the roles that I've gotten, which is mm-hmm. so weird to me.
1: Yep, I've had the same experience. I was auditioning for a
0: Macy's back to school commercial. I only say this <laughs> so because cute. I also—I know it was like so weird—but I wasn't supposed to go on the audition. My brother was going on it because he's a better dancer than I am. But anyway, <laughs> my my dance studio owner was like, she was like, "No, we don't want her. We don't want her to go on there." like no my mom was like I'm not leaving her home alone and also I was also the only blonde in my age range in the studio so why would they not want to send me just mm-hmm. for like literally for what I look like mm-hmm. so I go on this audition I walk into the room and they're like can you improv some 70s hip-hop and I go what the what? hell
1: yeah I was like what does that even mean at 14 like how the hell do you even know what like, that means so I
0: whatever did whatever I was doing um and then the next day I got a text. One of the other kids, he was older. I put us all in a group chat. He was like, hey, we all got a call back." Yeah, but like, ser- like, it literally just goes down to, like, sometimes even just what you look like. If you yep. don't have the right look, the person, like, it just doesn't matter. Yep. So, also just, like, don't get too down on yourself after you think you've had, like, the worst audition of your life. Because that, at the time, was what I thought was the worst performance I've ever done. Exactly. I was like, I'm embarrassed. I want them to delete that tape. I hate that. I don't want that getting anywhere. And I got the job. Like, yep. you just never know. Oh, so you're like you're more into writing now. Yes. So one of my best pieces of advice that I've gotten in terms of writing, mm. I feel like I could go into acting too. But it was write, write it so personal that you're embarrassed to share it.
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah. One of the biggest pieces so of, pieces of advice that I've gone th- that I've gotten as I've gone through the pitching process for my first show, mm. being a show creator. Is the animated and stuff. one? You're still writing. Yes. Yes. The yeah. half animated one, half live action kids mm-hmm. show was. Why should so you? Fun. I know it would be so fun. Somebody just needs to it's fucking so give me the money to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me um, money now. <laughs> yeah. But the best piece of advice I've gotten, you know, from anybody who gave me notes um, or edits on it was, why do you have to be the person to tell the story and nobody else? You know, why yes. do you so desperately mm-hmm. have to get this story mm-hmm. made and why can nobody else in the world tell it like mm-hmm. you can tell it? That's yes. what makes these, these stories shine, mm-hmm. and that's what, what makes mm-hmm. them stand out from, you know, Joe Schmoe's mm-hmm. pitch that he sent them that, yeah. that could have had a similar storyline, but your your perspective and your, mm-hmm. you know, voice is what makes it so singular, mm-hmm. and why do they need that right this second? So I'm so on that's board so, with that. So I just true. hijacked your piece of advice, but sorry. No. Keep going. No, with it's, you.
0: <laughs> it's true, because Christopher Nolan also has a quote, because I also thought was like Screencraft on Instagram, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. But he was saying, it might have been written, but it's never been written by
1: you. Exactly. And I was like, oh. Exactly. There's That's so true. There's no new stories. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Somewhere out there, some not. version of the story has been done. All stories date back mm-hmm. to the same structures that come from Shakespeare. Like, mm-hmm. tragedy, love mm-hmm. story. Like, we all know that. It's basic 101. You know, they are repurposed and repackaged and recreated and mm-hmm. reimagined year after year. Mm-hmm. And they seem to blow, you know, both critics and audiences People out, the, out the, the water because it's like, yeah. holy shit, I've seen this before, but it hasn't been done like but this. But not like that. Not yeah. like that, you know? Oh, good. So yes. that's what we have to be aiming for, is like, who gives a shit that's if your story's it. not original? It's the way that you mm-hmm. tell it that makes it special.
0: Mm-hmm. It's your
1: voice. People want to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. Um, do you have a favorite mentor? A favorite mentor? Um, ooh, good, another good question. It doesn't have to be like
0: someone older. It could be like a peer,
1: whatever. Honestly, I think I'm so lucky that at this point in my career, you know, I'm going on 18 years now of being in the industry mm-hmm. that... I've accumulated so many incredible, wonderful people who have offered me so much mm-hmm. insightful knowledge when they really didn't have to, and also just mm-hmm. support and, you know, wanting to build me up and and help me get to yeah. where I am. I've had a few um you know adult mentors who Mm -hmm. who really have created opportunities for me when again they didn't need to that Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful for my first mentor was a producer who i did a a horror movie with when i was literally like eight years old and i always kept in touch with him i just did a horror short oh they're so fun and he was so wonderful and um when i started writing in high school my mom asked me or told me like hey you should reach out to him so that you Mm -hmm. can have some guidance because i didn't know the first thing Mm -hmm. really about writing but i just knew that i loved it and had a passion for it and wanted to kind of expand my career Mm -hmm. into that realm and he was so gracious that a couple years later he actually put up the money for my first short film to get it made which was just like so so unnecessary of him and so generous in a way I could never repay besides just the money just the experience and the trust and the support that he gave me to kind of launch that section of my career was so impactful and something that I really hope to pass on one day when I'm able and to pay it forward um, and, you know, as that portion of my career has, inv- has evolved and I've, you know, uh, worked or started to work in like the show creator realm and tried to pitch my own mm-hmm. stuff, I've managed to accumulate a couple incredible female mentors, which is mm-hmm. really amazing, who Important. have shown me the ropes of TV um, and specifically mm-hmm. Canadian TV and kids Canadian mm-hmm. TV and have helped to open a lot of doors for me and given me notes and guidance and support when again they're so busy and they didn't need to and so I'm so grateful to like you know they say it takes a village and I know that's for raising a child Truly. but <laughs> it does take a village yeah, this, in this too. industry too. This is a child. It, does. it child. does and I'm so grateful for my village and like you said also peers you know I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by a disgustingly talented group of people in this city and mm-hmm. people don't realize how much fucking talent is in Canada and you know no offense to you guys but you americans take everything from us (laughs) we don't get those opportunities man (laughs) you You know they come use us for our tax credits you come use us for our tax credits and then you bring your freaking american actors with you and there's so much good canadian talent here that is is mind-boggling good and Mm -hmm. i'm grateful that you know a lot of these people i've grown up with in some capacity and um, or worked with as well. And they've become not only mentors and people I look up to in the industry, but my closest friends in real life too. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you know, thriving and and doing what they do best. And it's so wonderful to, to look at them and learn from the successes they're having. And also, you Mm -hmm. know, the collective failures we all experience. And I think it's It's so important to have that support and that group of people who are going through the same thing as you and mm-hmm. who can commiserate and also lift you up when you yeah, need who, it, like, so, it. yeah, I'm really yeah. grateful that I have this really intricate and widespread web of people who mm-hmm. offer so many different things, but have been so yeah. invaluable to my career and the path that I'm on, and, you know, getting me slowly, what feels like through quicksand, <laughs> to these next steps, <laughs>
0: seriously, of moving Period. forward,
1: and Again, I really hope to pay it forward one day Mm -hmm. and be able to, you know, one day when I get to the place that I want to be in, empower people Mm -hmm. who are coming up behind me because, you know, right now we're the next generation of creators Mm -hmm. and filmmakers and writers Mm -hmm. and actors, and there's Mm going to be a new generation who deserves that too. So I'm excited to pay that forward one day because I wouldn't be here without those people.
0: I'm actually very happy you ended on that note because I truly think like the people you want to be around and the people that you're gonna wanna keep in contact with, are yeah. gonna, they wanna help you. Exactly. there are people
1: in this industry want to help and you. And there are so many okay. good people. For every bad mm-hmm. nut that's out there, there's 10 people who are willing yes. to do good and exactly. offer their support yes. and their guidance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've come across more people who want to see to their help. peers thrive yeah. than people who don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really refreshing mm-hmm. and kind of goes mm-hmm. against the stereotypes of the film industry where it's yeah. like dog eat dog world. You know, it's competitive. Yeah, it's true. It enough, is yeah. competitive, but they mm-hmm. are going to be willing to share resources when they can. And I think that's yes. important. Exactly. Because if I was in like
0: a position, a yeah. high position of power yeah. and someone under me succeeded i'd be like yeah. i did that exactly. i helped that
1: exactly i just don't understand like why people exactly it's so again it, it all comes oh, back yeah. to ego and this is why i say truly it's something i'm unlearning deeply because my biggest problem is comparison and jealousy and mm-hmm. um you know separating yourself from that ego and from that need mm-hmm. to make everything centered around your universe mm-hmm. it eradicates that hateful negative side of you but it also frees mm. you from those emotions yeah. and you don't have to really. hang on to that negativity that's bringing you down right you know mm-hmm. there you can make yeah. room for everybody in some capacity let yeah. that shit go do you have a favorite project you've ever worked on Ooh, i would definitely say i've loved each and every project for different reasons mm-hmm. they've all different taught me reasons yeah You know so much and the experiences have all been so special. Degrassi is definitely a highlight in my career
0: thus far. Mm
1: -hmm. It was something I worked towards for so long. As a Canadian kid actor like it was the creme de Mm -hmm. la creme of you know projects to be a part of and the fact that I got to do it Mm -hmm. for four seasons. Did you film that in Canada? Yeah in Toronto. Okay. Okay. It was a dream come true and Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't just getting to be a part of the show but it was the community and the people Mm -hmm. that I was able to connect Mm -hmm. with because of it I've made some of my closest friends you know from Mm -hmm. that show I still keep in touch with a lot of the people in front and behind Mm -hmm. the camera today a lot of them have Mm -hmm. helped me and given me opportunities over the years and Mm -hmm. just to say I'm part of such an incredible cultural institution that was trailblazed by a woman who did something that nobody else had done before in Canada, and nonetheless, mm-hmm. is something I'm really proud of. So I would definitely say mm-hmm. that takes the cake. Um, that was mm-hmm. like some of the best couple years of my life. And I'm sad that it ended, mm-hmm. you know, in an abrupt way that we weren't anticipating, but it's the gift that keeps I on upset. giving. was upset. Yeah, we were all upset, but... It's a gift that keeps on giving because even even to this day, there are people who I care so much about that are from that show that mm-hmm. are helping me in ways that I you know could never repay. So, mm-hmm. we we love we love Degrassi. It will always have a very do, special Degrassi. place in my heart. What is something in your career that baby you would be like over the moon that you've accomplished? Ooh, good question. Um, Degrassi would definitely be up there, but I already talked about that. I would say probably the fact that I got to, that I'm writing my own show and I'm writing my own Mm. content and I'm getting to Mm -hmm. make things in a way that is coming from me completely. Mm -hmm. Like I've built this world. I've created Mm -hmm. something that wasn't there before. And, you know, if it gets made, it's going to affect and impact a lot of people in a positive way, I hope. Mm -hmm. And I think baby me who, you know, the arts helped me find my voice and the arts helped me, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of find that identity and, mm-hmm. and give me a path in life. The fact that mm-hmm. I can, you know, inspire hopefully people with my own work now that's come from that mm-hmm. would be such yeah. a dream come true. So it hasn't happened yet, but yet being the operative it's word, coming. It's, it's coming. coming. And I do know that it's something that I will never rest uh in my career until something of oh, my goodness. name on it Mm-mm. that says "created by" is out there in the world Sleep for everyone dead. to see. Yeah, literally. Sleep on <laughs> we dead,
0: oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> But I think she yeah. would be really proud, you know, to to see me reigniting that spark that started her doing this yes. in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you remember the film, the movie, the TV show, the play, the musical that? made you want to be an actor?
1: I think, well, the play would definitely be The Wizard of Oz, because that was the first one I ever Mm -hmm. did, and the first time Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, I understand what I can do with performing in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember my favorite show growing up was The Amanda Show, like the Amanda Bynes show. Amanda,
0: Amanda, Amanda. And
1: I I think I just remember the feeling of being made to laugh by what somebody was doing and remembering, like, hey, I realize I can do that now. I've been on stage, mm-hmm. and I felt what it felt to do that. Like, can I mm-hmm. keep doing it kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I think that would definitely be something that was impactful for me as a kid was was realizing mm-hmm. I could replicate the very thing that made me love a show that to begin want. with. Yeah. Yeah. What is next for you, and then what
0: is your ultimate career goal?
1: Ooh, could I feel have like we've we
0: touched on, but yeah, yeah. not specifically.
1: Um, okay, I'm in a bit of a transition phase right now, I would say. And I don't love using that phrase because I feel like it makes it seem like, okay, well, I'm just trying to get to the next stage in my life without Mm. enjoying where I'm at. But it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's relevant anyway. But I'm post-grad almost a year now. And, you know, I did my traveling last year. And now I'm focusing on getting my shows done, getting them pitched, you know, moving forward in my writing career, getting a lit agent, um, continuing to act. But that's very much out of my control. It's when the auditions pop up but continuing (laughs) to train, continuing to act, focusing on Mm -hmm. my writing, branching into public speaking, and also Mm -hmm. uh, making some strategy changes with my content creation on social media and stuff right now. Mm -hmm. I haven't really been doing much because I think I'm just going through a bit of an identity (laughs) crisis. (laughs) Yeah. And um, a bit of a funk. And I'm just in in the midst of like a personal rebrand that I'm trying to figure out how to kind of uh, bleed into my career so a whole bunch of, mm-hmm. of little things here and there that are not so little I have to stop downplaying yep. them but number yeah, one focus is is getting my shows made and getting my name okay. up as a writer and getting some public speaking behind me and building my social media presence and seeing that. where the hell all those different facets take me because if there's yeah. one thing I want to do it's have my name be fucking everywhere have oh, my name I want to do everywhere everything. you turn And I want to just, whatever I do, I want to do it well. And uh, I guess that takes me to the second part of the question, which is my ultimate career goal would just to be acting in the stuff that I'm writing and having it be recognized by, you know, people around the world, not for the recognition, Mm -hmm. but to make me see that people are being touched by my work. For me, mm-hmm. that's important. I, mm-hmm. I want people yeah. to have um, the emotional with connection yeah, yeah, to the work that I'm putting out there in the way that mm-hmm. I've been touched by so many projects before. I love that. Yes. We're yes. getting there. We're getting
0: there. We are. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, thank you so much for thank you spending for this time with me. me. This was so fun. Yeah. I love catching up. I really love was. chatting. We need to catch up. Truly I know curious. I miss you so much. I'm glad we could do it in this format. I really did enjoy this time. Thank you. I really am rooting for you in every way. Oh, you're is. so Truly. kind. Thank you. Just, Likewise, yeah, I feel the you same. It. You have so much to offer, and it's gonna be so it's fun it. to see each other when what we get up to. You know, in mm-hmm. different countries, be but so not so fun. far away. This is gonna be
0: good. This is this was a good convo. I really Thank feel like you. this I is gonna help it. people.
1: I hope so. Honest, open. I hope so. And you know, I'll give a shameless plug. Like if. Anybody Mm -hmm. who's listening to this ever wants to hit me up on Instagram and um, Mm -hmm. not just keep up with my content, but you know, message Mm -hmm. me if they have any questions about this kind of thing. Jamie's very responsive. Yeah, anytime. My my messages Mm -hmm. are always open. I've been in, you know, everyone's shoes at least once, and Mm -hmm. I'm happy to share you know what I've what I've learned over the years so at jamie walk j-a-m-i-e-b-l-o-c-h follow me there and I'll I'll get back to you as soon as I can
0: (laughs) this was the feminist film club podcast hosted by Megan Mealy thank you so much for listening I seriously really appreciate it and as always happy movie watching